What's good, family? We gonna jump into this word. I got day seven and day eight. I had a lot to do yesterday. And as you all know, um, I always try to do them with y'all. So they're not pre-recorded episodes. They're all done the same day that the plan, the day is for the plan. So that we're all on one accord. We're going to start with the devotional. When Israel was in Egypt, they waited on God for deliverance. But in the promised land, God was waiting for them to take dominion. In Egypt, God did everything for them with minimum participation from them. In the promised land, God did everything with them, expecting maximum participation from them. After exiting Egypt, they had to wait for the wind to split the Red Sea. But when entering the promised land, God had to wait for them to step into the Jordan River first before he stopped the flow. I find it interesting that God didn't tell Joshua, I will give you every place I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But instead, God said, I will give you every place you yourself tread on, every place you march ever, march over, every place you crush underfoot. Every place you trample on that speaks of warfare that requires dominion. Wherever we go in life, we have to constantly be in sync with God because different promised lands will bring in different, uh, what am I trying to say? Will bring in different battles, different warfares. You can go to a place that you think is a good place, but once you go there, you start finding yourself getting addicted to things. And I'm not just talking about drug-wise, sex-wise, but just bad habits just based off of that environment that you would have never thought would have happened. So that's why we have to constantly ask God for dominion and pray for deliverance. Yes, pray for deliverance as well, that God will bring us through these situations. But we also got to pray for dominion, that God will give us the power to overcome these situations that we face. Then he goes on to say, this may come as a shock, but Israel didn't get what they were promised. They only got what they fought for. Everyone got deliverance from Egypt. Like I said, God will deliver you from your issues, but not everyone got dominion in the promised land. Only those who are willing to tread on. So only if you're able to keep pushing, tread on and try to step into new lands, new promise, new promised lands that God grants us. Will you be able to get dominion? It says, but not, um, But only those who are willing to tread on, exercise their authority, crush the enemy, wage warfare, and fight got something. So if we're not fighting, God won't honor it. If you're not trying to get a job, how are you going to get a job? If you're not applying nowhere, how are you going to get a job? If you're not leaving your house, how are you going to get a job? If you're not working, how are you going to get a car? If you're not looking nowhere for places to get a car, how are you going to get a car? If you're not telling every if you're not telling people that you need a car, how are you going to get a car? So if you're not exercising your authority, crushing the enemy from filling your head with this depression that you can't do it and that this won't happen, you'll never be able to have that power to do anything. And if you refer back, we did the uh, the Bible plan, the fuel that destroys depression. You got to be confident and have hope in your walk. You got to. You can't allow yourself to be immobile to depression. You can't allow yourself to be immobile to the enemy. And if we go on to Joshua chapter one, verse three, it says, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. So God is literally telling us, I will give you every place 
that you step foot. Every place. But we have to be able to exercise our authority. We got to be able to march on. We got to be able to keep pressing. We got to be able to work for it. Faith without works is dead. That all goes together. You got to work for it. Do not allow yourself to be immobile to the ways of the world. That's the enemy's goal is to make you unhappy and at ease and, and at unease. Matthew 11 and 12, if somebody can go back and um, redo this one for me, because I've actually read this scripture and I kind of, I was supposed to follow up to figure out what I got from it. But if you guys know, let me know, but I'm, I will ask my pastor. Matthew 11 and 12 says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence and violent people have been raiding it. So, I mean, I don't really get 100% what that scripture says. Or maybe I'm just thinking too deep into that. But if you know, like what I feel like it means is. Hold on, let me, let me. What do I get from this? I'm so confused. Has been forced. Has been subjected to force. I don't, I don't, I, I really don't know what that scripture is saying. So if you know what Matthew 11 and 12 says, please let me know. Because I'm actually confused by it. And I will ask my pastor as soon as this is over. First Timothy chapter one and 18 says, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by, so that by recalling them, you might fight the battle. Well, you may fight the battle. Well. And what I get from that is God is saying. I'm giving you this command. I'm sorry. y'all. I, I was looking. I'm outside sitting in my car and I don't worry about it. I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you. So God's saying, I'm letting you know that everything about you, you may be able to recall so you can fight the battle where. And what I get, what I really get from that is, I don't know how to explain this, y'all. I just feel like he's saying everything that you were promised, everything that I told you was going to happen, everything that's planned for your life will happen. And by recalling them, you may fight the you may fight the battle well. This is different. I mean, I search everything, y'all. So give me a moment. So he's saying everything that I told you that you could do, everything that I told you that would happen, everything I told you that will happen, 
everything that I promised to you, all you have to do is recall it to yourself so that you may fight the battle well. So God said, if you if you pray to God for a car and you pray that God would give you the dominion to work to get that car, just keep reminding yourself, I'm going to get that car. God's going to give me that car. God's going to give me that car. God's going to give me that car. When I had my old car, my Chevy, and I have prayed to God, I said, God, I want a new car by my birthday. I prayed about it. And every day when my when I just started getting low and I wanted to give up, I just kept reminding myself what God promised me. God said that he would give me this car. He He's going to work it out. I got to keep pushing. I got to keep stepping my foot onto new land. I got to keep going. I got to keep trading on. I got to keep exercising my faith and my authority. And here I am now with a new car. You have to recall everything that God said that you were promised so that you may fight those battles well. As we talked about in the previous Bible plan, the hope that defuels, the hope that defuels, the fuel that destroys depression was one of them was hope. You got to be confident in your walk. You got to keep that confidence. You got to keep that hope. Because the moment that you lose it, you'll start to fall into that state of depression. That's when the enemy starts tapping on your mind, making you confused. And now you're unhappy. Let's keep going. Day eight. After crossing the Jordan River into the promised land, Joshua had all the men of Israel circumcised. That's a painful procedure. Now compare that with Israel crossing the Red Sea. A few days after that incredible miracle of escaping the sea, the people who were delivered complained. People who were delivered was complaining, y'all. Imagine God delivering you from a situation and we sit there and complain, well, God, I don't like where I'm at. And God's like, you know what? You could have stayed in the situation that you were in, but I got you out of it. But you're sitting here complaining. But back to the back to the devotional. That was a painful. That was painful for God to hear the ex-slaves complaining. But the soldiers got circumcised. Complaining brings pain to God. Circumcision, circumcision brings pain to the flesh. So that's an example. God was teaching a new generation that before they can have dominion over their enemy, they must conquer their own flesh by bringing it to subjection. Sarah Jakes, I don't know the name of this uh, video on YouTube, but you can look it up because I'm going to describe it as detailed as possible. But basically, she got her there and talked about how when you start saying no to the people you used to hang out with, they start feeling some type of way. Oh, well, you're too good to do this. Or I bet. So you moving funny. Or you fake or blase, blase. And she's like, that's how you know that these people are not for you. When you start saying no to the things that you used to do. And they start getting upset because that's all that they, that's all that they do. And when you no longer do what they do, they don't want nothing to do with you. So that's really what she said. I, I can't remember the name, but if you can search something along those lines, you'll figure out everything. But I'm going to keep going. And it says, before we can ever subdue the Kennedys, we must subject our carnal, our carnal desires to the will of God. That, my friend, is painful. 
That's what Joshua commanded his men to do. Before they were about to embark on the battlefield against the enemy, they had to defeat an inner enemy called the flesh. Circumcising of the foreskin removed the reapproach of Israel, the reapproach of Egypt from the camp of Israel. And that's from the book of Joshua, chapter five and nine, chapter five, verse nine. Deliverance gets the enemies out, but discipline keeps them out. So, yeah, I apologize because my allergies, y'all, today, they are like Jesus Christ. So we can pray that deli- that God will deliver us from the situations and uh, deliver us from a situation and God will remove the demons from the situation. But if you know the enemy, the enemy still in attack mode. So the demons going to come back. But you got to discipline yourself to keep them out. To be like, you know what? I'm not even about to I'm not even about to fool with your foolishness, Satan. Get behind me. Go on and back up before you get beat up. Like we tell people that we got issues with. I ain't even about to go there with you today, so don't even start it. Deliverance is what God does for you. God will deliver you. That's what he'll do for you. But discipline is what God does inside of you. So when you allow God into your life, he'll help you become, he'll help you so that when you go through situations, you'll feel convicted. So that when situations come up again, I'm not even about, I don't even want to feel that way no more. So I'm not going to put myself in that situation to harm myself. Discipline is absolutely essential to walking in dominion. You got to be able to say no when you have power. Because it's easy to lose it simply by doing foolish things. You can't aimlessly watch what you watch. Listen to what you listen to, hang out with whomever you hang out with, and still expect to walk in victory. That goes back to what Jake, Sarah Jake said. You got to be able to say no. You can't do the same things you used to do when you're called to Christ. You can't do the same things that you used to do when you want to live a great life. You can't do the things you used to do when you're called to ministry, minister or to ministry. You can't do the same things that you used to do when you're trying to be somebody in life because distractions will pull you away from the goal, from your end goal. There is a cutting that must take place before those who are called to conquer. Some can't conquer their enemy because their flesh hasn't been cut off. They can't live for the savior because they're not dead to their self. To walk in dominion, We must cut away complaining because complaining is to the devil what worship is to God. So when you complain, you're worshiping the enemy. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. And it's funny because my work mom usually puts scriptures up on her board. And earlier this week, I did Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. And a lot of the managers was like, oh, well, that spoke to me. That's a good word. And even to myself, it spoke to me. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of our mouths. We have to constantly watch what we say because when we're negative to people and we call ourselves a Christian, that makes God look bad. My voice is going hoarse. 
but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. So we should only be saying things that is going to build people up, make people feel good, make people happy. We got to cut away all the negative talk because negative talk does nothing for nobody. And only say things that benefit those who listen. Because people's always listening to you. So when you're saying negative things, you might say something to that one person who watches your story and it offended them because they're in a very vulnerable state and the enemy's on attack mode in their life. We got to be very mindful of what we say and to make sure that we're always lifting people up at all given times. If we go to 1 Thess- Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6 through 19, 6 through 8 16 through 18 it says rejoice always so always give god praise always rejoice always be happy pray continually always make sure that you're praying through every situation that you're going through because life gets hard and we can't do this thing called life without christ because he knows instructions he created the world He can place the people in your life to get you through situations he can deliver you through situations he can give you dominion He can help you have a better life. He can make you live that life that you want to live in his will. In his will. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So rejoice always. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. Even if you've gone through something bad, you have to realize that you are alive. You got to realize that you made it through. You got to realize that God is able. You got to realize that God is good. Because he could have kept you in that situation. So even in the bad, we have to thank God. Even in the good, we have to thank God. If you get in a car accident, you got to say, God, I thank you. Well, what am I thanking God for? Because I'm alive and I could have been dead. When we've gone, um, when we lost, lo- lost loved ones, we got to thank God. And I know that some of you are like, I'm not about to thank God because I, my mother passed away. You don't know what situation they was going through in their life where they were praying to themselves that they were, they wanted to make it out or that they, their life would be better. God, by all means, I just want to be happy. People who were sick, God, please heal my body. But healing to the world isn't the same healing that God has on our lives. Healing to God is putting you in a place where you will no longer suffer and that's in his hands. Healing God is delivering people from their pain. Healing God is bringing people through any situation. This you don't know. You don't know why God calls people home. Some people suffer and won't say anything. Some people's been suffering for a long time, and then we get upset and ask God, "Well, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why did you take this? Why did you take that?" And God's like. I cannot tell you why I took them because that was between me and them. But I'm still going to bless you. I'm still going to help you rise up. I'm going to help you get over this situation. I understand you lost a parent, but I'm going to give you everything that you need if you trust in me. If you believe in me, walk with me and I got you. Don't allow the world to fill your minds with this. Oh, well, you know, my mother was a good person. God took her. He can't be that good. But when you fulfilled your purpose, when somebody dies and everybody says all this nice stuff and the things that they left behind, that person served a purpose to please God's people. That person served a purpose to bring cheer to all of these people. 
to all of God's people. They did what God called them to do. Now, mind you that their death may have been tragic, but the legacy that they leave behind that stays in our hearts, our minds, and our, in, our, in our everyday lives is what God put them on this earth for. So you got to thank God for the time that you had with that person, the things that you learned from them. And that goes to situations. You got to thank God for the things that that person taught you and what you'll take away from that situation. But that's day eight and seven. And again, y'all, I apologize for being late. And also, somebody please check out that Matthew 11, verse 12, and get back with me as I get with my pastor. But other than that, we out. I'm out. I'll catch y'all tomorrow.